All right, all right. <laughs> I did exactly what you just did. That's funny. Yo, what up, everybody? It's JTO in your face back again. I'm Jerry. I'm Marcus. And uh, we out here for we show. We're practicing social distancing. Still at it. You know yes. that. Gotta Ain't stay clean out here. For Mask sure. Off like future, though. Yeah. For y'all. Even though he did do like a mask on campaign I saw like on Instagram a couple weeks ago. He did. He had to do the responsible thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Future's been out here spreading corona like a like a mug. <laughs> <laughs> that song's dangerous right now. Future's dangerous. <laughs> like, just, there's not a song by Future that isn't dangerous as fuck. Like they're all Yeah, the peak yeah. of irresponsibility. But it's yeah. fun. It's great. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> he makes it look so. He makes it sound so good. <laughs> For sure. Oh man. But how's your week been going? Uh, it's been all right. Uh, you know, we were talking. You know, we were just talking about the the pursuit of medicine. The pursuit of medicine. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Marcus didn't know people still drugs. Uh, like I don't really. I, I didn't. I didn't know how easy it was to get the. Doctor's pad like that. That that sounded yeah. Or I guess or maybe you didn't know how uh, valuable I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or, or how common it even is because I'm sure it's it's as common as theft is common. I'm sure it's not super common, but you know what I'm saying like yeah. theft happens and when it happens, it's gonna be yeah, valuable. Yeah. Story is I'm yeah. running around trying to get medicine. Was having stomach problems and I need some antibiotics. I have a prescription from my doctor, and I, I've been working with him for a while. I went multiple times. He's given me written prescriptions. He's given me different kinds. I've been able to get my medicine with every kind, as long as it had that signature though. This one time he prints it out, but he doesn't sign it, and. I had no problem getting the other medicine that's prescribed, but this antibiotic became a problem. Running around, running around, these different romas, they're all saying no. For this signature. Finally, I started getting to places other than the place that works with these guys. And they're willing to give it to me, but they don't have it. Until I finally find it when it does. Because even like even now, I would say they probably have to be like more careful than ever. Because now, like, you might try to get some antibiotics and turn around, get on the street, and start slinging antibiotics to people. <laughs> Yo, got the Rona cure. <laughs> right up, step up. You know, I'm sure someone's <laughs> tried that somewhere. There's some like wild ass weed dealer, like in Texas somewhere. Like, yo, all right. I got an eighth, and you know, I got that Rona cure if you're curious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get your antibodies up. I got what you need. I'm on deck. <laughs> you know that. I mean, someone has said that, and someone has worked on So, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a dangerous time, especially right now. People are saying anything. People are believing anything. Yeah, people are saying everything. <laughs> like... There's just no limits to, of the wild shit people are willing to say right now. Yeah, uh, for the sake of the economy, I guess, or for the sake of whatever. Uh, even though, like, I get it from some places. Like, we talked about, um, 
your girl <laughs> lost uh, in Las Vegas mayor and you know but like as retarded as her shit was like Vegas is like you know dependent on people coming in and out of it like there's no one that's not in the service industry in Vegas like that's the whole thing one giant service industry so like I get the level of panic because I don't know if the city's ever seen anything like that like yeah. yeah, and that was her point. That was yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's historic in the worst way, unprecedented. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, this is where one of those things where how you were saying um, phrasing is everything. It really comes into play because she could have gotten on that interview and said very different things, making the same point. Yeah, and would have had a very different reaction. It would have been more like, "Damn, I understand." And he was even. The interviewer Cooper, he was still, even in her craziness, like, yo, I understand these parts. Yeah, it's not coming from nowhere. And now we're, it's really, uh, we're dealing with scared people. Yeah. Especially people that are voted into uh, their job and, or in a power period. Um, because, like, everyone's like, all right, they don't, I don't want to be blamed for this. And this is something that is no one's fault like how we handle it is how we handle it and that's when the fault comes but uh you know I, if i were the mayor of las, I, las vegas i'd be terrified too it's like yo under my watch we all lose the money like what if some of the um what if some of the casinos on the strip can't reopen or whatever they lost that much they shouldn't i don't know there's so much money but they're also losing that much money like yeah. every day and rent. So, yeah, still like, do. yeah, every, everything still do. So, um, yeah, I can understand, like, that fear is, all right, under my watch, everything crumbled, and so I need to do everything I can. But, like, I've said it before, and it's a important thing I try to go by. You can't let fear run your decisions. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you got to be able to take a step back reprioritize understand what's important and know that like <clears throat> if that's really where your fear is coming from if you take care of the people they'll take care of you they're not going to blame you they know you didn't do this like and and that's the part where her leadership failed in that interview because oh yeah i mean all over the place yeah and i mean it was letting the fear take control but then it was a uh, her phrasing left the strong implications that she doesn't care about her people and she's not putting in the effort that would be needed even in comparison to the people she calls her friends. Oh, even beyond her phrasing, I think she doesn't care. <laughs> like she's yeah, I, I mean like she does but like doesn't. Like there's a there's a real you can't really phrase you can't phrase uh I wanna I want our people to be guinea pigs well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how you say that right. And, well, well, I thought, you know, it's still okay. Or, in a weird way, that was the only part where I was like, I, I see you're trying to say just anything to get yourself back on the line, but I'm, this is the worst. Yeah, but that everything like led to that point, though. Like, everything kind of circled around that point. Like, everything. That, that was the destination. 
so like everything you said was kind of leading to the fact that oh yeah okay you really open this up you're willing to let the hospitals flood with people sick from some shit that you know just brand spanking new like you you just said yeah I'm willing to risk it like literally um what is jackasses out of Texas was like there's more important things than living that's like a quote from a human being. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> there's more, there's some things more important than living. Like, name one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is that? That is the craziest shit I've ever heard that wasn't yeah. in, like, a bad movie. You better, the, the next shit better be ecosystem. Like, that's some, like, that's like the, that should be, like, the last line of, like, Armageddon. You haven't seen Armageddon. God damn it. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I tried to pull a reference out, and that's why. <laughs> you get it at home. <laughs> but, like, God damn it. Like, it's really, it doesn't make, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, and, and what makes these things even more egregious, if you're going to talk this crazy shit, like we're saying, you gotta fucking mean that shit. Well, it should be, you should be broadcasting from outside talking that crazy shit. Like, you want, like, it's weird, like, you see people, like, clearly in their living room saying, yo, everybody should be outside right now. Like, uh, it's like, we see you, man. Like, it's a video. And, and Anderson Cooper, I think Anderson Cooper was the interviewer's name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he really, he did that interview well because when he, when he told her, like, yeah, so you're gonna be out there. You gonna be in the casinos? Like, you know, I have a family. Like, yeah, yeah. That was when I was like, whoa. I almost forgot whoa. she said that shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. See, these people don't. They just don't give a fuck. Like, they're not even pretending anymore. Uh, and that we talked about all that last week, but uh, and, and it's interesting because uh, we even have people that feel this way because in South Korea they don't. They don't have that feeling at all. They didn't even need to say lockdown anything. They just were like, yeah, another pandemic's here. You guys kind of know what to do. Well, see, I mean, at least that helps that uh, they've gone through that procedure, like, already. Yeah. So it's like, they there's understanding. Plus, there's, I don't know, probably more, uh, this is not knowing anything really about uh, South Korea. Huh? More like a conformist culture. Yeah, there's more um, harmony, I would say, amongst the people. Not necessarily they fuck each other, but that they can all be on one accord. Yeah. That's our uh, Achilles heel, really, is yeah. being and, on one accord. Yeah, and it's. I also put it up to the large size of the country. Because, you know, South Korea is smaller, so, you know. Yeah. Pandemic hits, you don't have someone in the other on the other side of the country, like, we're not going through it like that over here. Like, no, we're, we're all going through it. Yeah, and they're all South Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's so everything. It's a shame. <laughs> I mean, not a shame, but, like, well, that they're all South Korean. But, like, it's a shame that that's necessary to be harmonious, or at least it makes it easier. Yeah. Um, when the strength of our diversity... Yeah, we don't use it as strength. It's our crutch, but it's really whatever. We've done that before. Uh, have you seen you watched anything uh, interesting this week, like on TV or? Maybe, yeah, I mean, cool. you know, I like what I like watching stuff about dinosaurs and old shit. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good history shit. Yeah, it's. A, it was just. It was about eggs. It was about eggs. Eggs. Yeah, the like really early animals. They all they had to lay their eggs in the water. Do you, have you seen? Okay, I wait. Well, okay. The technology guard. Um, have you seen? There's a video of uh, an egg or of a chicken being born in an egg, but the guy cuts off uh, the top of the, uh, the egg so you can see inside, and he like puts like clear wrap over it, and he hits it with antibiotics to keep it like sterile and shit. As but like you see, well, he inseminates it. Um, and you see the fucking egg, like, the yolk become an embryo, and the embryo become, like, a goddamn chicken. Like... I have never seen this. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It fucked me up. I wasn't ready for it. It was way too early. <laughs> and, like, I, I made my throw up. Like, it was gross. Like, yeah, I, it's kind of up your lane. Uh, I'll, I'll make a point to send it to you, and if, um... Uh, you're interested in seeing it yourself, then, uh, I don't know, type in man inseminates egg, I guess. And it's insane. Uh, but yeah, I saw it on Reddit and I was like, what the fuck? It's a beautiful process. It was not a beautiful process. <laughs> that, I can say unequivocally, it was not a beautiful process. Uh, that was some They, some could, they couldn't even do that on the ground they should still not be able to do that on the gram. <laughs> like, the innovation of the water in the egg, that was nuts. Nah. Yeah, because like... Well, wa- uh, water in the egg. Yeah, so like before, the animals all needed water to have... They need to be in the ocean to lay their eggs and to reproduce. And the earliest animals that came on land, that's how they did it. They came on land, lived life, but when it's time to have babies, they come back to the ocean lay their eggs. Somewhere along the line in evolution, some animal naturally was like, alright, they plop their egg down on the, on the ground, but they have a hard egg instead of a soft one, and in the egg there's water, so that the, uh, the baby can grow. Mm. And that was goddamn natural innovation if anyone's ever seen it. And here we all are because of I we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for no water in the head. I can concede that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no problem with that fact just being real. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. You mentioned that egg video was... Nah. It was like... It was disgusting. Perfect yeah, it was, it was fucked up. I feel like Donald Trump saying this. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful video I've never seen. Alright, so, <laughs> guess what I saw last night? You have to guess. Uh, I watched Extraction, uh, that new oh, Netflix movie. Yeah. Whoa. I, and I realized I gotta check myself, because I've realized that I'm kind of a hype beast when I see, like, new shit, like, especially if I fuck with it. It goes, like, super over the top. <clears throat> Did that, but <laughs> this movie was incredible. <laughs> but like, all right, well, it was like the, I think it was the producers or the directors of Endgame. Dude, that director directed his ass off. <laughs> I've never really, I rarely feel that watching a movie. Like, wow, 
Dude, some of the camera scenes, like, there's one chase scene. There's the there's a big chase scene, like, in the middle beginning of it. It's a masterpiece. I've never seen anything like that. The, the way the director plays with the camera and perspective is genius. <laughs> like, it's really over the top. Like, it's, it's really, I can't really say enough about, at least that scene. I have problems with the movie. I have a little. I have some problems with the movie as a whole. Story wise, um, story was solid. It's a it's an action uh, story. So a kid gets kidnapped, and Chris Hemsworth leads the team to extract him. Uh, it's all in India, um, so there's a lot of it in Indian, or I don't know the language in India uh, that they're taught speaking, but it was not English. There were a lot of subtitles. I'm usually not excited about that. <clears throat> and even some of the dialogue was low. Like, there's a scene um, where Chris is talking with the kid. Uh, they're having, like, it's a scene where they're kind of getting to know each other kind of thing. Like, learning about his backstory and kind of the kid's backstory. I couldn't hear the kid the entire time. It was just so low. And Chris Hemsworth is, he's Australian. Like, he's an Australian man. But he's Australian in the movie, so he's speaking like he's Australian, and that <laughs> shit turns into gibber jabber, son. Like it's, it's like it's just really muffled, like grunts, and like, and you're just like, all right. But none of that shit matters. This shit was fire. <laughs> like uh, I don't know how I felt about the ending. I can, I could have gone either way, but John Wick though, huh? Above John Wick, though? I've never seen camera work like this before. Okay. It's really incredible. It's, you're not even, you're not even with the hero the whole time. Like, the switch of perspective was unbelievable. Like, it's really, fuck the story. It doesn't even matter what, was, what it meant. You could have put this on silent, and it was a great movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, beautifully done. Action's great. But the cinematography is, it should win awards, but it won't because it's an action movie. But I don't know how they did it. I got I kept meaning to look that up, but I watched it like pretty late last night. But I'm going to look it up today, like how? Because there's some, I couldn't figure it out. Like it's some cranes or some, dude, it's, it looked like, it looked, if it were, if there's some of this, because some of it felt like this could be a drone. But it would be the best drone flying of all time, and you—it's—it's kind of impossible. Like it would go from like a hovering thing to like a scene like over the shoulder, but it's all continuous shot. And I can't say enough about the way he played with the fucking perspective because it's like you're a person. It's a real—it's a third person limited, right? So you're not. You don't know everything that's happening in a scene, and sometimes that means you don't know what the heroes. Are. Dude, the shit was incredible. So the suspense that causes, I've never seen that mechanic done, and this guy he fucked that shit up like in the best way possible. <laughs> like it was really. Uh, so if you're looking for a giant overarching story that's gonna give you everything, this is not that. It doesn't need to be that. This is action, really whooping ass for like an hour and a half um 
I want more of it. I don't even know if they left it open for more. I'm not going to spoil anything on that front. Uh, but goddamn. I, or even if it's not another story, I want to see more of this style thing. Uh, cinematography in action movies. I just want to see them do another action movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because this was different. Would you say it felt the same way, kind of like when Jason Bourne's came out? No, it was never. (laughs) This is different. He he did something brand new. That's what I'm saying. He really, he he broke shit. I've never seen this before. Maybe if there, and if there is an example of something else, I want to see it. Uh, So... Yeah, comment that shit if you've seen if you've seen some camera work that or that plays with the perspectives and follows. Man, it's crazy. Like it's really crazy. Uh, I don't know how to really just give it justice describing it, but like when you see it, you'd be like, oh, because um, it's even and it starts. It's it's wild because it even starts off like. Um, you know, like, you expect this, like, it's, uh, it's, I'll ruin a little bit, but it's literally, like, the first, like, two minutes. You start off, uh, with Chris Simmonsworth, like, getting shot on a bridge, and he's, like, he's heaving, and, like, he's, like, fucked up, um, and then you're looking at it, and you're, like, they're gonna get a flashback right now, this is not... This is not where the movie starts. And this would be amazing if this is where the movie starts. Because holy shit. That would have been new. I was, I was like, this would be crazy if they actually do this. But there's no way. Because it's just... We've seen this before. This is a very uh, overdone thing at this point. Um, that was even the plot of one of the... Or side plot of one of the Rick and Morty episodes. Um, where the Purge... If you remember the Purge episode. is the screenplay the guy wrote. He starts it off. And he's like... Three weeks earlier, that I had that Morty eye roll. Um, so it does that. So he starts off, and then it's like two days ago, and you're like, okay. But then that shit was hot. <laughs> like, so, so it starts off like, oh, this is going to be some rough. You just, I kind of liked it only because they did something new later. Because it lulled me into this is just going to be a regular action movie. That's fine for what it is, but like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> you signed up for this No, one. no. Just that chase scene alone. The movie is good enough just for that that one scene by itself. Uh, it, go, it still goes from there, but, like, that shit rocked my world. It brought everything together. It, I, in a, in a, I can't. You'll see it, you know what I'm talking about. It, it was really a refreshing thing. I can't. I was, I'm gushing. I'm gushing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see it. Uh, the part that it, the part that it got me in the trailer, was when the kid, the kid's like, "Yeah, you're so brave." He was like, "You're always rescuing people." He's like, "Nah, I'm only sometimes rescuing people." Like, yeah, I was like, "See, that's what I'm saying." Like, there, there were problems. Like, if this could have been, man, if they could have did a little better, a little better with some of the story elements, like this could have been all time. Um. Yeah, cause like the kid. I thought I thought he was gonna be kidnapping some people too. I'm like, oh, this. Is- See, and even with the kid, they kind of they create some false uh, tension, where it's just like, okay, this is not. I I, I don't want to ruin it. 
But uh, I'll see it. They they created they tried to create some weird tensions where you're just like, I don't even know why you're trying to build this up because they're not. It's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be a thing. Uh, so we can get past this quickly. Uh, you'll, I think you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when it's happening because you might feel it. Because you're going to be like, really? Chris is going to do that? You think so? You think that's what, we, you think that's what this movie is going to rotate around? Uh, Chris doing that? No. No, I, thought, no, I don't think so. Because I kind of... But he's a badass in this. He's, you can put... I did see um, Pro Logic on uh, Instagram. He does like these awesome... Awesome images, but uh, he's been doing this versus series, and uh, he did. Uh, I think it was this morning. He did that character versus John Wick, like who would win. Uh, um, I think John Wick still goes, uh, but this guy makes a case. He's he's been full Punisher. Okay. Um. So it's definitely worth a peep. It it bangs. Yeah, because like when you first start, your first comments and things made me immediately jump to John Wick. Like, is is he a John Wick though? Like, is it? That oh no, he's no, he, that vibe. Oh, he's that. I mean, that's not even a. That's on the table. Like okay. bodies are dropped all over the place. It's crazy, crazy uh, action filled. But uh, the way they, the way, they, the way that cameraman and that director got in there, dude. His ass off. This is like this is a cinematic masterpiece from that scope. But yeah, story problems and uh, a lot of subtitles and uh, yeah, whatever. But doesn't matter. It's worth it. It's worth the peep. I I will watch it again. This is a red scene. Turn that shit off afterwards. It's like, <laughs> like no, honestly, it goes on. Like it's it's good. It's good. I like it. I can't. Okay. I rocked back and forth a little bit, but like that alone, because it was just new. I've did, never. You saw that Six Underground? Yeah. That they did also. They also kind of went hard with their camera work on there too. Yeah, Mike Bay's date. Um, that's what I expect from him. It's like explosions and over the top. Netflix movies have been going hard lately. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they putting up those budgets uh, for sure. But like Six Underground was cool, and I appreciate that one um, a lot, mostly because it's uh, featured this guy from Store, uh, who's parkour a group. parkour group on YouTube who uh, I watch every week. Um, so they were in it, which and I was tight. Um, you know, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I I didn't like this. You saw it, yeah. yeah. So I didn't like the uh, the setup. That part was really stupid. Like at the very beginning, like. Do you know what happens after you die? Because, and especially for Ryan Reynolds, it was a particularly stupid thing to do, in my opinion. Because he did do the movie uh, R.I.P.D., which was about dead ghosts, or dead uh, police officers fighting crime or some shit. So, like, he's done a movie where he's been a dead person in an action movie, and he starts this off like, this is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, felt too close. So I mean, to the point where I'm well, not even like there's. I didn't think they were the same, but it, when he said that there was a chance that he was actually dead, and this was a movie about a dead guy fighting war shit. Like it could have been a paranormal story. That's not outside of his range of things to do because he's literally done exactly that. So use that as like a a, a misdirect or a. 
It was, a, it was the worst book in, like, in my opinion. It was just a complete... You could just cut that off. Like, there was no point of it. Yeah. Um, 600 Ground wasn't, like, a great... It wasn't great. But it was... It was good. And it, it was, was... cool. In terms of the camera work, it was... I thought it was really great. In terms of storyline... Eh, it wasn't impressive, really. And yeah. action... I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing I hadn't seen before. I guess. I mean why you know, some cool parkour shit and it was a good action. It was just good. This is different. Okay. This, this one's like this, this is, is uniquely I've never seen some of this shit before. Yeah. Like I can't say that at Overall all. you'd say it's great though. Overall, I've said because you stress the one scene, Paul, really it's hard. Worth that is worth a movie's worth of excitement because it's completely new. I can't express that enough. You've not seen this before. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, it's really different. Um, I, yeah, I want you to see it because I want to talk about it. Like, because it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so they're he's, they're bringing something new to the game. Um, I don't even know if it could be implemented. Whatever, I, I can go on honestly. But uh, yeah, I, overall the movie's cool, but the cinematography's a five out of five. Uh, the movie overall, yeah, four, solid four, solid. Yeah, for sure. It would be a little lower, but that part, I would go a higher just off. Like it's really. It's a really cool mechanic. Like, I can't stress it. it re- I stopped it. I was like, I, I literally stopped it and was like, what the fuck? How did he, I, I was like, how do you even do that? Um, and I'd never have that thought, usually while watching a movie, like, how? It's, it's like, I get, it's a movie, that shit's happening. This whole thing, nah. no. <laughs> no. No, yeah, I need to peer behind that fourth wall right now because this is really incredible and the decisions yeah some good decision making do you think that Netflix's recent work has uh, shown signs that it's gonna last out against Disney Plus cause I mean um yeah I never at one point I feel like I feel like it was a general thought that like Disney Plus was gonna like just kill the game. I mean, they're gonna become a factor. I didn't think they're gonna put Netflix out of business uh, because they had already prepared for this. Yeah. Like they started making the content a long time ago, so they have a decent library of like stuff. Uh, even if they were all the studios pulled out now, like, and they only could show original content, they have a lot of original content. Is it all good? No. Some of it's great, yeah. uh, you know, like House of Cards was great before that shit. Mm. Whatever. Space yeah, but up to that point, that was world class television. Uh, what else? I mean, they have some, they have some good stuff. I can't yeah. think of anything on top. But um, even that um, Lost in Space was original. Yeah, that Lost in um, Space was really good. Uh, the end content they acquired. Lucifer was really big. What else I'm saying? If all those were pulled out, that's what I'm saying. If uh, Netflix originals. Well, 
they started their own original content on top of that. Of Lucifer? Yes. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, so they, like, they took Lucifer and then they're, they've added season and they're adding their next one. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, like stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Castlevania, Castlevania, Ozark, obvi- uh, that's a hit. Um, yeah, I mean, they have hits. So like, and they're, this is another one. This is going to be, this is important for action movies. Uh, if like, you don't really get important action movies. That could be fun. That's why I brought up this in one. Jason Bourne, yeah. See, Jason Bourne was important because it gave you that real... Um, Shaky, all over the place. Yeah, but it was like intimacy in the fights. And like the simplicity. Like it was kind of stripped down. Like uh, in that first... Jason Bourne, the first fight scene in that uh, library like flat. With the pen. With the pen in the book. Like, that was some different shit. Never seen a guy get his ass whooped with a pen in a book. Killing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the simplicity of it, but, like, the that hardcore. And it was, like, super close. And, yeah, um, that was important in there. Because I feel like that, if you didn't get Jason Bourne, and I hope my timeline's right, I don't know if you get Casino Royale in that same style. Yeah, I think your timeline is right. Uh, yeah, if I am, then I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure not 100%, but um, I, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like that that grittiness, because that, I, I feel like that's what led them to strip uh, 007 back down. Because right, literally right before that was Pierce Brosnan, invisible cars with missiles, launchers on ice. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, let's strip this back down to this. Um, so I think that's important for that. Matrix is obviously uh, important for so many reasons, but like yeah. uh, that level of CGI, and then bullet time, just playing with time, motion, like moving around the subject uh, while it's frozen. Like they gave a lot. Uh, there's a lot to the game from uh, that. They they gave a lot to multiple genres. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I want to give them the sci-fi too, because well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's they they hit more than one. Sure, we're talking about action movies. Yeah, I guess we can even do movies in general, like just okay. important. Yeah, important yeah, change the game a bit. Yeah, game changers, um, or at least something that either game changers or like something that really gave something new, at least. Because like I don't think. Um, as an overall movie, I don't think Extraction is a game changer, but there is definitely a contribution to the game and how he did what it, what what he did, and even because there's there's a mechanical uh, there's a mechanical gift given here, like there's a logistical of how he physically did some of these things. That's a gift to the game, but then there's also Almost a, a storytelling or literary uh, gift he gave with the swapping of perspectives, how he did it. Because we have like movies like will cut away, like you'll be with the hero, something's happening, and then a, that's your A line and then B line. Uh, these side characters have their own thing that's happening, and 
usually these lines somehow meet, you know, that's just, that's natural movies. And usually there's at least one, one, two, maybe three groups of these people and we're kind of cycling through these people until they collide. Um, this does that, but on top of that, in this extended chase, uh, he, he hits that perspective switch fast and they're not always with main characters. And that leads to some wild feelings. Like, I was really jaw-dropped on the edge of my seat. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And no movie has uh, really succeeded in that like this to me. Outside of, like, horror movies. I think of, like, Strangers. Like, I was like... Even though you kind of know what's going to happen there because it's still in the archetype of slasher film, but... You know, just kind of Yeah, because even if you knew, you like, oh, you kind of know how, but, like, you don't because... I wish you... It's impressive. I wish you watched more horror movies because there was a switch between, like, the build-up on the horror, like, your Jason, your... Freddy Cougar, and then we kind of got to like a shock horror CGI dependent. And I don't know when that switch happened. I know I've not seen enough of them. So I wish you watched more just to delve a little deeper into that. Because oh, when it went from like slasher to like gory movies? Yeah, like it was because it, it was a weird switch and it wasn't like yeah. the movie makers felt, you could tell they felt really good about the switch, but I don't know if their pockets, and I don't know if the audience felt the same. I don't know. I'd probably, uh, somewhere around Saw 1, I think Saw was like that. Uh, I think after Saw, you get, like, your hostel, which was over the top. Like, I, I saw that in theaters, and I almost vomited. Uh, and then, what else is in that vein of, like, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not deep enough in this bag. Yeah. But um, I feel like Saul kind of brought that over-the-topness to the table of just skin-crawling, torturous shit, uh, and you really seeing it and being intimate. And uh, I would say, like, this is all super limited because I, I, I stay away from the genre on purpose, but, like, but I grew up with him because my dad loved horror movies. So I saw all these as a kid. <laughs> like, so that's why I really hate them now. Because <laughs> they, it was all, like, Chucky. Um, like, even right now, like, now we're talking about it, uh, I'm sitting on the couch with uh, Michael's out. Um, like, Chucky could be under here. He slashes kids' uh, Achilles in a movie. He just falls and he's just under the bed. I never, I hadn't, I didn't let my legs hang for, like, years. He's just like, you never know. Um, but that was like, uh, and like Freddy Krueger was a thing. Uh, literally, he like uh, someone eats like a pizza full of people or something like yeah, some fucked up shit like that. Yeah. So that was like gross. So like, I think it's always been there, and you know, little the fly. That's some fucked up shit. Uh, but it, it almost became a dependence. Like it got. Yeah. It stepped up another level. Like, yeah. And I, the last movie I saw that really didn't 
depend on it was uh, The Exorcist. That, that was... Well, even the original Exorcist had some of that for its time. Like, her head spins around, she's, like, vomiting everywhere. Like, yeah, it's it's part... It's, it's not the... It's not the... It's not dependent on it. Like, the story and the whole shit scares you. But, like, uh, it's incorporated. I think it's always been incorporated. Um, and I guess... I, I, some I people just love it. I'd say it. But uh, even Alien. Like, I saw I'm, one of the older Alien movies. I only saw one. But I remembered it was, like, a totally different feeling than when I saw this most recent cut. I'm sure. Yeah, but that was, like, a... That was like a thriller, right? Like the original Alien. I think it was yeah. more like a suspense. The way it was shot was like super dark and. Yeah, I kind of looked at it as a horror movie back then. That might not. That not just because it's really. I think they put that in one action category because she's like a. What's that? A Sigourney? Sure, Corner. How you say her name? I don't know her name. Oh. The the tough girl off of Resident Evil though. Is this, I don't know, that's some person. Um, yeah, she was like one of the first women uh, action heroes, I feel like, that role. Yeah. Um, like one of the first like big ones, or successful ones. Um, don't quote me on that. I feel like I heard that at some point. Like, that's why that movie was important. Okay. Uh, like, it was good, but like also the leading woman protagonist in action. Like, she got in the machine and killed, him, killed herself. So, I think that was a big... I think it was an important thing for that. And that kind of lets you know it was more of an action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's always been there. But um, game changers. Yeah, you don't get them that often. Otherwise, no. would you, always be crazy. Do you think John Wick would be a game changer? No. no. It was just great. Yeah. Just took. It just took... Like, you can have, like, just a great movie that doesn't really have to impact anything. Like, yeah, I feel like that, that happens. Like, I yeah. like, uh... Uh... Just took the right elements of the right things. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Because, like, Iron Man, I don't think would technically be... Like, Iron Man's a game-changer only because of what happened later. Like, the influence that it had on, like, the... The fact that they build a universe out of it and that they're all super successful, like it that it had a cultural influence of that. But as a movie, it's a it's a great movie, but it's not like a game changing movie, as of as in what was happening in the movie. That makes sense I think so. to me, or what? I think it is. How? Because of the way they executed their comedy, the uh the overall struggle of Tony Stark throughout the movie and the, and the way they angle that towards the end. How's that game? What's, what's the, I mean, it's a good story. What makes it different? What makes, you're right in that it only um, is as much as that it, what it did later, but the reason I would say it's such a game changer is because a lot of the movies that follow have similar... Like, I've always said that Marvel movies are kind of running on a recipe. And I feel like that recipe started at Tony Stark's Iron Man. Or Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Blade. Alright then. 
so next topic. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, that was, yeah. like yeah, they they did three of those. Um, you know, yeah, we we're out here. Blade, Black people did it. Blade might be that. Blade, is, yeah. If we want to point to one of these as a thing, then it would be Blade. Uh, yeah. Damn. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Nah. <laughs> that was that was all of those elements. It was funny, action packed, and uh, he, he was a struggle. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's just any crux of any movie, but like. Uh, well, well, the thing, my big thing was that. Uh, but that's but that is the um, the uh, formula that you're talking about. The Iron Man formula is the Blade formula. Yeah, and and maybe they just refined on that and then they yeah. took it forward. But yeah, I didn't even. It's like I forgot Blade even happened. Mm-hmm. Forgot about Blade. But I only saw one Blade, so I guess... The first one's the game changer that matters. That's the only one that, that's the... If we're talking about... Like, Matrix 1 is a game changer. Reloaded Revolutions happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, but like... I reload with something, but whatever. Like, it goes with that much credit. No, I'm not, yeah. no, I'm not elevating like that. Um, like Pulp Fiction, Game Changer, just because like people had the that style of dialogue. Um, you didn't really have that kind of cleverness and that repertoire uh, kind of movies, but and then after it, everyone's trying to go somewhere approaching Quentin Tarantino esque without being too cheesy. Do you think that there, off the top of your head, do you know the movie series that? had a second or a third movie that was a game changer instead of the first. Because you made a good point in that. It's usually the first. Like, Jason Bourne, Bourne Identity, that was the one. Mm-hmm. Two and three, they just continued it. Mm-hmm. But could you name one that's where it's the second or the third one that is the game changer? It's obvious. Man. Oh, Lord. You don't want time to even think of it real fast? Nah, I'll deal, I'll deal with this up. The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> We're just laying it up. I knew that one was gonna sting. You said it was obvious, but I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> the best sequel ever." Okay, okay, how? Because Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's Joker uh, was a different kind. That villain was kind of a different thing. Well, he's like kind of the amalgamation of like past villains or past yeah, like antiheroes. Ra's al Ghul was doing his thing. Ra's al Ghul was just a ninja. Like, Joker made you really... Joker was going after yeah, morality was. and, like, he made, like he was trying to make you... He was trying to break you down to, like, become what you don't want to be. Like, his whole pursuit... His whole pursuit wasn't even to win. It was just to make you lose. That's, like, a different thing. Uh, every other villain... He built a pyramid of money and set it on fire and said, I don't need it. I, I like cheap shit. I like dynamite and gun, dynamite and like guns and shit are cheap. We haven't seen that before. <laughs> like no one's done that shit before. Yeah. And he, he scared you thoroughly the entire time. Like yeah. even the way his voice changes throughout the movie. Sing! <laughs> like you're just like, woo, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm getting just thinking about it. Like, yeah, what are we talking about? Like, you, that was ice. That shit was incredible. And, you know, like, I don't know. 
if you don't get a Joker, I don't know if you get like your Thanoses or your Killmongers. Because it was a complexity to him. Like, it wasn't the way he fucked with a dent, like, turning him into Two Face, like, breaking his mind. Like, um, the way he went after the city, trying to get them to blow each other up. Like, just the. He was going at humanity. He wasn't, there was no goal other than to burn everything and let you do it. Like, you want the world to burn, he wants you to light the torch. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's name. I, I, there's nothing else like that. Yeah, He's no. just chaos for the sake of it. No one before afterwards was able to pull that off. Seven seen and, afterwards. And like, they tried with Ra's al They They wanted him to be more than he was well, in his film. Ra's is just not that. Ra's, they have a plan. They, he's, Ra's al Ghul is the complete opposite of the Joker in that, as far as intent goes. Um, Ra's al Ghul is like a five-year-old, 500-year-old man that runs a shadow organization that is trying to push the world into something. Yeah. To, towards an end goal. That is a 500-year plan of like, you know, I some like Roman shit I'm toppling over here and all right, we're going to let the Civil War happen here, and we're going to start this war over here. That's planning to a degree that we've never seen. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's impossible. Yeah. Um, that's some generational planning. Like, your kids I'm going to fuck with? Like, that's fucked up. So, that, I mean... He came from a different place. So far, I mean, but... Uh, that's different. But that's not really we we deal we deal with people with plans all the time. Everyone has a plan. He just had the longest plan. So that's not special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but every every everyone has a plan. Everyone's trying to be clever about the plan. Like that's always been stepped up since uh, cops and robbers. You know what I'm saying? That building up that. Uh, What's their motivation for it? Uh, they feel like Dog Day Afternoon, I think, was the one um, where the guy robs the bank and turns out he's a really nice guy and doesn't really want to rob the bank. And he, he's really just trying to rob the bank to get money so his boyfriend can have a, a sex change operation or some shit. Um, so, like, it's, you know, so we've played with morality and yeah. but being people with plans. This guy said... I'm like a car ch- I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I, if I caught it. You know what I'm saying? Like that quote was scary. He said, uh, he said, uh, planning's for schemers. Like that's not me. You know? like, dude, this was the this was a guy that just woke up and like shot people to clear his to clear his throat. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is a that, I don't make claims. Yeah, this is no nah, man. No. <laughs> I'm here because we've never I was seizing the day and it brought me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. He seizes the day. It's your worst day. <laughs> like, you don't want to be anywhere near that shit. Um, but, like, the teacher off of the, the, teacher off of, uh, the community. Uh, I watching it. Oh, uh, like, it was a poetry teacher. He's like, seize the day. Seize the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. The Joker took too much of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seizes shit all the time. So no, we've not we haven't seen anything like before or after. Like even the last Joker was great, great, and that could be a game changer. Only for this, in uh, I think we've done the uh, the um, I'm um, blanking on my wording here. The 
narrator that you can't trust. Um, like we've had, we've played with that before. Like that was a big part of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, where like he's having delusions and you're not sure as a viewer which is real until a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had um, narrators that we can't depend on, even wackier than his. Uh, if you want to game changer towards that you have to go all the way back to like um, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail I think it's Holy Grail yeah um, there's <laughs> that one fucks with you in crazy ways like it's so meta it's meta that's meta's daddy that, that fucking movie like there's one point they're fighting a monster like towards the end and they don't kill the monster the monster dies because the animator died while drawing the monster. You understand? What? Like, yeah, yeah. Movies happening. Monster chasing them. Monster turns black and white and just doesn't finish sketching. He fades out. And the guy's having like a heart attack. <laughs> like that's, and then it's it's just over. It's like yeah, the monster's dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They- yeah. That's meta. And that, this is back in, This is a long time ago. This is like some 80s, maybe 70s shit. Um, yeah, I, I saw a Monty Python movie. It obviously wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then that's just one thing that the whole movie fucks with you. But yeah. So that's like, you know, for reaching back for Game Changers, that would be up there too for without that. And even without like um, your Mark Twain and stuff, you don't get your Deadpool's and you know whatever. Or every time Jim looked at the screen in the office, you don't get those fourth wall breaks uh, without people first doing it. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that whole whatever, you know, uh, even Office is a game changer. This isn't a movie, but that uh, faux documentary style. Mm-hmm. It's been redone. Every time you see uh, someone, I was just watching a Black AF, which is. Do you like it? <sighs> I didn't feel like I liked it based on the trailer. I've never been more on the fence on something. <laughs> like, I, there's some good jokes. Some, there's some really good jokes. Uh, I can't. There's one joke that even got me. Was like, oh, okay, man. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, it plays with some things. I I think I like it. I I'll need to actually finish the first season to really get a full opinion. Cause I it's enough to keep me watching. But I don't hate it. That's good. Cause some stuff I just turn off. So it's not that. It's clever. It's meta in a curb kind of way, but not as clever as curb. But it's clever in a I forget the guy's name, but it's literally okay. I'll just give you kind of what it's about. It's about the guy that uh, made like blackish and grownish, and I guess he's done like at least four other movies and some shows and shit. So it's about him and his family. And his one of the, he has six children, which is that's all thing. Uh, but uh it's about one of his daughters is filming a documentary to get into film school. So that's the casing for the whole show. Yeah. That's why we're seeing it. 
as it were. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's our lens into it. Um, so, so let me guess, drag the office point. That is the office style. Um, just a documentary framing to so to watch us watch these characters. That's not actual documentary. That's a that's cameras. Uh, that's <laughs> that's the office's formula that they gave to the game. So that's one. That's so never done with the office there. Uh, uh, Black AF. Uh, so you're following their life, kind of, or the daughter capturing their life. The parents are fucked up. Like, they're successful, but they're just terrible. Um, and the children are dysfunctional because of it. Uh, but then also, they're black and rich, so that comes with, like, a some... They deal with some, like, problems. Like, why do we stunt? Like, the whole first... The whole first episode is about like why 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 do black people just stuck like why are we why are we doing this because like he's him and then like he meets like another um, big executive producer that's done like he wrote Mob Family and that whole list of shows but like so super, the point was super successful more successful yeah he's done like hit TV shows for the last like three decades and he pulled up in like a Prius and he was wearing you know just clothes like a Maybe a blazer, jeans, and shirt, whatever. Comfy. And he's in, like, a Gucci fucking uh, wild-ass, uh, like, Gucci sweater. And he, the car is, um, so it's a, like, a race car. Like, you know, it's a, you know, it's a race car. Ferrari. <laughs> um, yeah, all customed out. Vroom, like, all that shit. And so he wrote, the guy roasts him uh, for being this flashy. But, like... In a very, like, not, like, but, like, in a very, like, oh, yeah, so, uh, no, I see you're, uh, you're on Tokyo Drift Time. It's like, what did <laughs> That's, that was the joke that got me in. That's what got me in. This is, like, early in the episode, uh, the first one. Because, uh, he's, like, kind of, he's throwing, like, little jabs, little jabs. And he's, like, oh, yeah, we have to meet up, uh, it's like, oh, what time is it? Oh, never mind, I see you're on Tokyo Drift Time. Alright, cool. And I was like, that was a great joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will finish this. Um, so, like, and so the whole thing is like that, him dealing with that kind of feeling like, uh, it's like, it's a stick. Like, who's, like, is it for me? Like, he has his chain. It's like, I want to sell the chain. Like, so it's, he's dealing with that kind of angst, which I can appreciate that. It's, it's interesting. Uh, because that's all I'm really, whatever. It's it's an interesting conversation. So that's kind of the the uh, crux of the whole thing. Like deep black or uh, black kind of problems or black um, culture things that they kind of have to deal with uh, in like this this world. Um, and it's kind of all just met around him and his family for TV. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's not like a, it's not a game changer. It's it's cool. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, um, it made me want to watch Curb, um, because Curb is like just the better version of this. Mm. Uh, it's not. Even, they're almost not even the same. I don't even know why it made me. I mean, because like the cleverness of it kind of feels like it wants to be, but it's too, it's scripted, so it's not even really. I don't know why I'm comparing them. I, don't, I really don't, but I, I found... It's not the first time I've done it. Yeah. 
They don't, though. That's what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> but it's almost like one wants to be. It's almost like he wants to be Kerr, but I don't think that's true. So I don't know why I keep trying to force that to be true in my mind. This is not the first time I've thought this. Um, I was thinking that as I was watching, I was like, they want. Um, that's what it was. The only reason I make that is just because David, uh, Larry David's the writer, and he did. He did shows, so it's a show about a showrunner, and that's what this is. That's the only, that's really the only similarity, the fact that he's the actual showrunner and the show's about him. Um, other than that, that's where the similarities stop immediately. So, that's, 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 I'm glad I actually said that, about that out, because I had been thinking, like, why the fuck do I keep trying to equate these things when they're just not even in the same lane, but... That kind of blurs that lane a little bit, but yeah. it's uh, it's all right. It's cool. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you if you like blackish and like grownish, you're probably like this. It's the same lane. Um, yeah. It's all right. I feel that. Yeah. I uh, I'll check it out. I, uh, I'm coming in with better expectations than what I had because I watched the trailer and was like I could pass yeah and you still might feel that way afterwards like I'm not I'm not this is, I can't ring an endorsement it, it's it made me laugh I didn't want to turn it off um gotcha. but like there are better <laughs> I can like there I could also it's not a phone it's not a it's not a show that um I could watch it while I'm on my phone or like I, I might like reach to do something else. It's not a like Ozark. I'm not <laughs> like yeah. yeah I, I need to see what the fuck's happening because uh, someone could just get popped for no reason. Yeah. Um. So you know stakes aren't high here. <laughs> not that they need to be. So it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> That's like what would your view be? Yeah, it's cool. That's how I feel about. A lot of the um, newer TV shows that come out, like it's not, it's not bad, but uh, I could, I can get distracted from it or jump off of it easily. No, I, I don't think too hard about it. I wish I'm. We need a new, a new comedy. I'm trying to think the newest comedy that like, maybe uh, Frank and Gracie. Uh, that shit is funny. There, it's about two old ladies and their adventures. Um, it's funny shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, Lost in Spaces. I mean, not Lost in Space. Final Spaces. Oh, Great. yeah. Final Spaces is good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, we're going to get animation time, though. Mm-hmm. We're going to get animation time. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, yeah. like, Final Space, BoJack, uh... Rick and Morty, yeah, we're we're in a good, but like the sitcom, I feel like could be is. is I feel like it's dying. Yeah, it's in a weird place because like the laugh track sitcom is too lame now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's in a weird place. I don't know. Like it's it's all you get these shows like Black AF. That's like the new. I don't know. Closest thing to sitcom. Man. Like, at the same time sitcom was dying, you had a lot of, like, Jersey Shore, 
Dumb, keeping up with Kardashians, like these yeah. reality shows that were coming up at the same time. So like now the shows seem Black AF seems like it could be <clears throat> just off the trailer. Sounds like it could be, looks like it could be a cross between a sitcom and a reality TV show. No, it's it's just sitcom. There's no reality to it. Okay. It's faux reality. Okay. It's yeah, it's all. But that's what Jersey Shore was. No, that wasn't real. Yeah, but it wasn't scripted. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's a big difference. Like Polly was never as clever as they could be on Black of F because he's not a writer and he's not a you know he's not a comedian. Yeah. Uh, this is written by comedians to try to look like life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's we know how each they are not we, but like. Or even you, if you're like a like a if you've seen enough episodes, you'll know how it's going to end, and the writers know how it's going to end. Like you know, a reality show, you can you make up the narrative out of what's happening, and you can kind of force events, but you don't know that it's going to happen. Um, okay. You know, it's a structured documentary kind of, or a exaggerated documentary, but it's still documentary uh, format. Yeah, ish. Um, yeah, there's a, a big difference. Um, because that's not trying to be clever. The only appeal is that they can do anything. Um, and these are people. They're just, you know. Being people? Yeah, or being crazy people, because we got the crazy people. <laughs> we got to be crazy. Yeah. That's the requirement. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was the only thing we asked for. Are you crazy? You have abs. All right. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> we want you. Um, Feel too perfectly. Yeah. Welcome to the shore. That's, that's it. So we, got a, we got a couple t-shirts. I think uh, it'd be tight if sitcom started getting away from the family. Because um, I do love family sitcoms. Like, sitcoms about family. But uh, we have a lot of them. Uh, so yeah, like even this Black AF, like I would have loved it if it wasn't, I guess they did like Grownish, but like, I don't know. They just need, they just need something else, a different, I actually have a idea for it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What's the most recent sitcom you can think of? In that, well. What's the most recent sitcom that's come out that you could think of? Black AF? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the point of the question? Well, I mean, I just was kind of wondering where things were at because... They don't make it. Like, The Big Show has a sitcom. I don't know it's The Big Show. Remember, uh, you ever watch wrestling? No, I, I know who he is. The Giants. This is just throwing me off. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got taxed in his ass from Rick uh, Rick Flair. Yeah, legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a sitcom on Netflix right now. He has like three daughters and a wife or something, and it's about him raising his daughters and being good people. I guess I don't know. I haven't this seen is, it, but it's a thing. Brand spanking there. Yo, it's a. I don't know if this is like. This is there, a weird, mm-hmm. It's a weird thing I'm noticing. Like, the most badass dudes have all daughters. That's a, like a people have theories on that. Like, <laughs> if you're like a 
a hoe and like a former or younger in life, then yeah, you're gonna have daughters, just so you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, like it's kind of like the comeback must be swift. Yeah, it's not like punishment, but like kind of <laughs> a balancing. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a super super thing. Like a like I don't, there's an, I don't know truth to it. I mean, babies are just popped out and whatever. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, like, Charlamagne said that a lot. That was kind of the, um, like, Barney at the end of uh, How I Met Your Mother. He ends up having a daughter, and that turns his whole thing around. Uh, yeah, like, it's a, it's a thing. Um, yeah. It just, it throws you off. An archetype. An archetype, yeah. It's one of the ones that throw you off, like. Yeah, makes sense. It's like karma coming full circle in theory. It's like, all right, now you raise one, and let's see, <laughs> let's let's see you, how this goes. Let's see who takes her down in 20 years. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> Everyone that believes in God, you yeah. got to believe he's playing, he's playing game at 100 on you. And you can argue that those are the best people to raise daughters. Because yeah. when it comes, once it's around that time, it's like, all right, I know exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't. And so, it's, again, this is all not cliche. Because it's always like the. I've, I've literally seen that on te- television like at least 10 times. Like, that conversation of, I know what I was doing at his age. And it was like that whole. Yeah, you know, I've seen it too. Fill in the blank. Like, it's, that's a, it's super overdone. Um, but it doesn't make it any less real. But yeah, it's a it's an archetype. Yeah, we we have some strange archetypes going on. Oh, they're all they're fun. They're, they're strange though. They're all strange. Yeah, they're only fun until you know someone makes them not fun. People go too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get a really good one. People, people like to take it, and they just go to a thousand. For sure, the chosen, they they burnt, they burnt me out of that archetype. The, the chosen, oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Because you, I, I'll always have love for it, but they burned it so much that like I've. Uh, that's interesting. You bring that one up. Only, only me. <laughs> like just because I've, uh, I've thought about different ideas around that idea uh yeah just like like um stories like story wise like around like the archetype of and i I thought about it in three different ways because i was thinking of it in like a as like a series like um like steven silberg's like his chase series Mm -hmm. like they're um he did like he has a couple different series, but, like, his Chase series was basically, like, um, three movies. They didn't have anything to do with each other, but the common theme was, like, the hero was on the run. Uh, it was, like, E.T., Catch Me If You Can, and there's a third one that I'm blanking on. Um, but, like, they have nothing to do with each other. Each other. Um, Not gone away. No. 
but like yeah they had nothing to do with each other but that's kind of like a common theme so this is like along those lines you can yeah it's like a yeah I don't want to go into the whole thing <laughs> because they're not fleshed out um, or like fully written but I've thought about that idea of playing with the idea of the one um, just in like three different ways like from three different angles because, yeah, because I agree, it's an overdone thing, but I think you can kind of refresh it. For sure, and I mean, like, in Star Wars, in their most recent trilogy, they played with it a lot. Like, Rey, Rey is the chosen one, you know, your your parents were oh. bums, and da 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 Yeah, I saw... They took it, gave it, took it. I saw, I, I didn't like those movies already, and I just saw a wisecrack breakdown of the, that trilogy... And that just sent it over the top of how trash those movies were. No, uh, I... This is a... J.J. Uh, Abrams, you can go fuck yourself. Probably made that... I've probably already made it clear I feel that way. But, um... I, I, basically, I the... It was a really good... Wise, I mean, they're all really good, but, yeah, like... Yeah, their breakdowns are crazy. Yeah. Um, but, basically... His thing was, um, like, it was a belief that history is cyclical, right? Mm -hmm. So that things, history repeats itself and things will happen again, right? But there was another philosopher that kind of took that further in that history is cyclical, but when the event comes back around, it's more of a farce of itself more than, you know, more than the actual thing. So, like, um, so he, he, he sets it up to say that um, the original trilogy, um, the original Star Wars, and this last trilogy, this last trilogy is supposed to mirror uh, the first trilogy. Like, almost, not shot by shot, but, like, almost. Like, they do very similar shots. They go back to some of the same places. Uh the main story, like the the when um, um, do you remember the character names at all? Somewhat, yeah. Uh, who's uh the main bad guy? He had uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, and what's her name? Ray. Ray. So there's that scene where he reveals to him that like uh he was her like brother or cousin or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're related. That was like to mirror like the I am your father, Darth Vader, Luke. Like she's Luke, he's Vader. Um, they brought back Palpatine. There was not even a reason for that. Like he yeah. died in the end of the second trilogy. Um, and then their only uh, explanation for him being back is like it was a soldier, like, yeah, Palpatine somehow survived. That's all. Um, so he was only there for the sake that he was the villain in the first two. Like, that's what, this is from J.J. Abrams, and this, I mean, this is from the, in the breakdown, like, him quoted, like, yeah, we're trying to mirror this, and it's supposed to be different, but, like, not, but it was like, so, it was supposed to be the first one, but it was worse, as in history repeating farce. itself, but a farce of itself. Um, you know, that wasn't, that, it wasn't his intent to be a farce. It just ended up being that because that's kind of what happens. That was the theory. Well, that, out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting breakdown. If you had never heard of Wisecrack, they do great breakdowns of movies and television through like philosophy. It's really good. Uh, Jared is like incredibly insightful. Yeah. Uh, dude, they did a. Well, let's talk about Wisecrack for a sec. Because they did a. Him and um, one of the other guys did like a one on one talking about Pulp Fiction. I already love that movie. <laughs> like, they made me love it so much more. Like, it, this breakdown was incredible. He was even impressing the guy he was talking to. Like, he was just like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, a, let's keep talking about this. Like, it's like, he was kind of, because I don't know how they how that was set up. Because that one in particular. Just because, like, um, Jared's, like, the main guy. Like, he's the guy that gives you most of the deeper breakdowns or whatever. And then there's another guy. He does a couple of his own. Um, he, he does breakdowns as well. But, you know, they're just different. Jared's just the guy. Um, so when they did this one, it was kind of like, it's the other guy's show. I wish I knew his name. It was respectful for as much as I've watched him. Um... He's doing the he's doing this and it's like it's kind of like he's like yeah Jared you want to come do a, a Pulp Fiction breakdown um, and wait this is a guy from a different channel no no he's a wisecrack guy he's oh. he wears the hat usually I just oh, don't I just okay. don't know his name uh, Jared's just the guy <laughs> like he's the main one yeah and he starts everyone hello I'm Jared so it's just, it's stuck in my brain. Um, but, um, so he started doing the breakdown or whatever, and Jared's, like, giving his insight, and you can see on his face, like, oh, shit, I didn't thought about that that way. Um, and I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, shit, I hadn't thought about that either, like, like, the, all the references to food, uh, or, like, what they're trying to do there, and, like, um, just bring in the familiarity, or the way Tarantino plays with time, uh, in the movie, where it's, like, uh, super like deadlines or high stakes but people kind of moving meandering in uh to, towards that goal where it's like in every other case everybody would be like all the way on 10 like super sharp whatever but like there's a woman dying on the floor and they're arguing like couples having like a full-blown just, just argument because <laughs> they're, they're just people like you know what i'm saying like and she's dying <laughs> like, like six couldn't be higher um you know and, and even the you know, they blow the dude's brain out and they have to get the car washed and they're at uh, Tarantino's house. And uh, so she's like, the wife's going to be here in 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And the wolf's there and he's explaining the whole thing, but he's explaining it slowly and taking his time. And it's a, it's a really slow scene, but six are incredibly high. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so like that, that, it, that was too, out of like 20 things they point out in that movie, which is incredible. Um, yeah, they're really good. They're just really, really good. So if you've never seen Wisecrack, you can turn this off and just watch Wisecrack videos, and this shit's amazing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, if you if you like movies, like philosophy, uh, yeah, and they'll break down anything good that you like. They've broken it down amazingly for sure. And they and they sharpen your own breakdowns. Of oh yeah, looking at content. For sure. Because watching that makes me, like, when I'm watching a movie, I start breaking it down and I start trying to t get takeaways from it. And, and, and I mean, I saw Pulp Fiction super late. 
but that was even you were talking about how they were meandering going slow one of the things i had taken from it when i watched it was stay calm when the stakes get high and you can still get through it and not only can you get through it but they weren't trying they weren't calm though <laughs> they weren't none of the well the wolf they one was the, the one when she's dying wolf was the epitome of calm but like uh, when Samuel Jackson and yeah, John Travolta. John Travolta. They're they're not exactly calm, but they're they're not no, stressed. Are no, you talking right? about when they're at the beginning when they're going up to the apartment? For sure. See, they pointed that one out too because um, that was a great one because like they start off the scene stressed. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Before they even get there, like you have to. Okay. So they're in the car. They're in the car, and that's where they start the conversation or whatever. They park, and they go in the trunk, and it's a shot from the trunk up on them, right? So it's looking up at them, and they're getting the guns. Usually, and he was saying, like, usually um, that scene, like, shot that way, I mean, shit's about to go down, because they're pulling out guns. Usually, it's when they're pulling out big shit, and he even says, like, damn, we, we, we need machine guns. Like, we need bigger guns. We don't know how many's up there. Like, we don't know. So it's just so that's like setting tenseness, but then they start having that conversation as they're walking, and it's just a super casual conversation. So it's that mix of like the tensions should be at a ten because they're approaching a, a shootout in theory, um, and they feel underarmed. He said that he's like, "Damn, I don't think it's enough. We, we don't know." Like so, but then they're talking about foot fucking and. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the facade master, like so they're having all that, and then like he's talking about in that same scene when they're walking, they get to the door, and he almost knocks. He's like, no, I don't think it's time yet. Uh, he's okay. Well, yeah, we'll give it a couple minutes, and so they continue walking down the hall, finishing the conversation. The camera doesn't move from the door, so it's almost like if you're walking with them, if you're the third person walking. You They're should, like huh? you're at the and you're still wa- so it's so it watches them from there, but it keeps attention at the door because that's where it's gonna go down. And then they come back to it like I was like I didn't even like I wouldn't have thought about these things, but like it's so amazing yeah. what Tarantino was doing, like holding that uh holding that, that tension, that tension that and like at the same time just yeah it's still a regular day. Um, yeah, it's it's really and then like yeah, I, I can I'm just gonna I can talk about everything he said because like in that same scene like as he starts talking, um, like the guys explaining shit on the couch or no the guys explaining shit uh, that was eating the burger and he shoots the guy on the couch <laughs> and he's like oh so did I interrupt you <laughs> like you know that's oh. him playing with the time again because he's talking he's just. It's like completely disrupts him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how good that movie is. But uh, yeah, their breakdowns make you appreciate stuff a lot. They bring out the greatness in the great in the greats, and they really yeah, show, they, they show the shade. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, their balance is great. Uh, I watch them almost every other day. Like I'll even watch old ones again, like just to. Because there's it's so I much information. Huh? I try to let them build up. Well, there's just so much information that even like, like even this Pulp Fiction one, I think I can quote back like a lot of what he said, and I'm still forgetting some. I'm sure just because 
they're so dense of information, especially if, and if that's just that. That one was easier to retain because that was more of a conversation. But when he does like the breakdowns, just straight to the camera, and he gets in his philosophy bag, like 17th century, like I was just like, okay, I love this. I'm not gonna remember all these fools in five minutes, but I remember what he, I remember the gist of what you're saying. But like, so I like to go back to watch those, so some of those. Um, uh, the more precise points stick a little harder, just because you know, just do yeah. straight repetition. Like, if I hear this name enough, and I already I got the idea, and I, so I just need to, if I can attach a name to it finally, then that's extra, you know, pull in the chamber. They, I also like the take. They don't make as many videos. They, not even close. Yeah, I hope they. You know, even now when I watch, like when I was watching Extraction, I was like. I was uh, I was kind of bummed, like halfway through, because I was like, "Man, I wish they would do, I wish they would do like a breakdown of this, like a deep or dumb." But this isn't really a deep or dumb. Yeah. And then there was kind of a twist in there. I was like, "Oh, they're trying to make a fun. They're trying to go for a bigger point. It's eligible now." <laughs> I truly felt that. That movie made me feel a whole lot of things, dude. Like in real time, because I really had that little mini conversation with myself. I was like, "Damn, that oh, sucks." And then it's like a couple minutes. I was like, "Oh shit, they're trying to build a philosophy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Jared." <laughs> like, that signal went up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, "I think it's eligible now," because I want to hear him talk about it. Only because I want to hear him talk about that scene, but that they don't do those breakdowns. Like that's yeah. not. But if there's a something bigger, then I think we can bring it in because. And he's smart. They're so smart. So like maybe there's even maybe even those scenes make it eligible because he is doing some like, some real. Uh, it's some literary like the third person limited. That's like movie arcing stories, like like liter- literary stories, kind of play with that kind of thing. So like, there's merit in there. I'm sure there's a deep merit that I just can't even run my mind around. I just know it's great, and he, they did that shit. Jared can tell me how they did that shit, and why it's great, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I want it. I want it. That's what I'm saying. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Jared, more videos. <laughs> if there's no other takeaway from this entire episode, I want you to know that Jerry wants Jared to make more videos. <laughs> so I'm here for them. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for your service. That's an essential worker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. It's, and it's a crazy thing because um, I, I think I've talked about Crash Course on here before. But they... Uh, they have multiple series on different subjects, and their philosophy course, uh, they go through a lot of just philosophy basics, mm. uh, reasoning, your uh, induction, your uh, your uses of nihilism, uh <clears throat> absurdism they, they go through all the terms mm-hmm. so then when you go back to wisecrack and they get to talking about it he he, he my name drops someone and you're like yeah i know so was that crash course crash course I yeah that. oh yeah. okay check that up see uh see and that they, i don't know yeah I, and they go through 
all kind of subjects. Uh, I really like their mythology, of course. I like mythology. So. Yeah, because they go through. You get to some the Hawaiians. You get to some of their some of their stuff with. Their oh, it's about thoughts. different mythologies. Yeah, not just the, like Greek. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, oh, yeah, that's interesting. You get you get some of the Norse ones. You get they're jumping all over the place. I'm interested. Uh, Egyptians. I'm interested. Interested is a weird word there, but like, <clears throat> how in a hundred years, if they're still, yeah, if we're still doing our thing, uh, how they will talk about American uh, mythology, or if, or if, uh, if that'll be a thing. I think we're in a heavy mythology era right now, um, in in America, like our Marvel and DC heroes are those heroes i know like they're some of them are kind of based on other mythologies whatever but like i imagine we feel about those heroes how people would have felt about no why not you don't you don't sacrifice to thor so that you can have good things happen you know what I'm saying? Like we we hold them in the in the, in the high regard, but we just don't we don't have that uh that worship. That worship is the, the X factor. Like I I want to know if Christianity will become a mythology and how long that would take. Wait, it already is. Wait, wait, wait. It, that's already a thing. We don't talk about it like it is. That's the thing. okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think um. We're mixing things. How's or you're mixing. Uh, mythology and religion. Most most mythologies were religions. It just took a little while for the for people to fall out of it. Okay. And then you're left with just the... So, I mean, Christianity is like there. Christianity is another religion, just like the Norse gods, the Greek gods. Those were religions. They had... Their own theological structures were okay. Like, well, take me like to like, like Rome. Rome, they worshipped the Roman gods, which were just bastardized. But Greek they gods. still, like, no one prayed to Hercules. No, but he was a hero. But you did pray to uh, Hera for your marriage for your. Aphrodite, so you can, so that you can uh, woo your other partner. You know what okay. I'm saying? All right. How about this? If you're a builder, right. we're gonna put a pin on this because uh, I want to talk about this, but I don't know how. I don't know what angle I'm coming at it with. Okay. Um, so I want to think about it, and we'll, we'll put a pin on that, and we'll get to it next time. And we're at one thirty, so we can. Uh, we've we made it. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, we're going to put a pin in that and maybe address it next time yeah. or not. But hope you enjoyed this. This has been another episode. JTO, just talking online, in your face. I've been Jerry. I'm Marcus. We're happy to see you again. Oh, yeah. We're going to see you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Stay safe. Stay clean.